0: hello and welcome to you me and the sec a podcast about the intersection of sec culture and football we are your source for all takes on sec traditions pageantry majesty and of course the football you can follow us on instagram and twitter at you me and the sec well 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 here we are
1: we're back we so never soon. we never
0: left. That's true. Where did we go? You and
1: I never left. No, that we're is always, true. We're
0: always here. Uh, the children are finally asleep.
1: Gosh, it took so long it, tonight.
0: It's taken longer. Yeah. But this one was a, it was kind of a fake out.
1: Yes. You know, it, they it do looked that.
0: it looked like it was going to be like oh by eight o'clock we can start, but here it is eight fifty two, and now we're beginning our thoughts on the first day of the twenty twenty one SEC Media Days. Uh, the, the greatest of r- really, if you were someone of, you know, in a, from a foreign land or, uh, a foreign culture even, and you look upon like, oh, they're just going to meet at a hotel and talking to each other about things mm-hmm. like it would seem like that would have very little importance. Mm-hmm. And yet it's Christmas in July.
1: I know, because we can talk about football. I mean, we've been talking about football for months well, now. a lot of it, actually. Yes. Yeah. I, we, it was like the season never ended for us. But now we can start looking forward to the next season. We can start talking players. We can start uh, talking coaches and new things. And it is. It's just really exciting. So
0: what is, like, what? how would you describe SEC Media Days? Like, just a basic explanation of what? We're going to be talking because our plan is every day this week, the four days, is to drop in here with a shorter podcast now I, I guess our hope is we always say it's gonna be shorter it always ends up being 53 minutes i mean it's just like it's not
1: gonna be 53 minutes i have the you bachelor to watch oh, or bachelorette
0: don't. yeah okay well you didn't have to admit that to everyone
1: okay well that's me i didn't out you i have the bachelor oh, i to guess watch. you
0: did say i and i just just assumed that i was thrown under the bus too which <laughs> i guess i'm putting myself under the bus but what it, what Media Days. What is it?
1: All right. So the SEC Media Days um, happens at the end, middle end. I don't even know where we are in July. Um, and in Birmingham, actually in Hoover, Alabama, yes. um, outside of Birmingham and all of Sports media comes um, and a coach and representatives from each SEC school come, usually two or three players. I think this year they've scaled it down a little bit because of COVID. Um, and you, it's just getting you hyped for the program and the media gets to ask the coaches questions and they get to show their personality and get the fan base hyped.
0: And it's what the talking heads call talking season
1: right <laughs> because this is
0: where you know we don't have really anything else to do uh fall practice hasn't started yet and it's just a week for everybody to get out their takes and to talk about what's going to happen and make those edgy predictions mm-hmm. um and it, it is four days of, of talking sec football so today was day one and uh the way that it is always split up the, the usually with the 14 teams over four days so like, if you do the math, there's going to be two days with three teams and two days with four. And today was one of the three-team days. But you also, to start today, you had a uh, address called the State of the SEC by the uh, commissioner of the SEC, Greg Sankey. Which, which you, I call you, him course,
1: Greg Stanky.
0: Now, I, th- I feel like that is very disrespectful.
1: No, it's like one of those, like, like um, beloved nicknames that you give people. Like, hey, Stanky. I like it. He likes it. It's fine.
0: What do you know about Greg Sankey?
1: Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nobody boos him like the NFL commissioner. That's a good
0: point at the NFL draft. He
1: seemed to be liked, and I didn't mind what he had to say. Granted,
0: there's no fans. It's It's just media.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: But I don't think the fans would boo Greg Sankey. I mean, he probably made college football happen last year. Yeah. With, you know, some other conferences bailing out and not putting any value judgments on what people did or did not do. But Greg Sankey was like, no, we're going to try this. Right. And it ended up working out. Mm -hmm. And uh, the most SEC teams got their 10 games in. You know, some conference only got five five or six games in. It's just the way things ended up. But it was very possible that if, you know, the SEC had joined, I think, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and saying, we're not going to play, then... Big, uh, uh, Big Twelve, and the ACC would have. I had a brain fart. Quit giving you're me right. that judging face. <laughs> I was. I was. It's honestly, like you're giving me the stanky eye right now. The, is what what you doing? The Greg stanky eye. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he really did uh, step into that leadership role in terms of trying to make it happen, and he really is to thank for that.
1: So, Greg Stanky, um, <laughs> I feel like it was <laughs> his actual name.
0: Yeah, you really need to turn this on. I know. Okay.
1: I'm going to, because I don't know him very well, I'm actually going to think his name is Stanky. Anyways, so the SEC commissioner, he, um, in his state of the SEC address, there's a bunch of things. I don't know if you have them that we're going to kind of touch on today. I think there's a lot of things that he talked about, like the NIL um, stuff and just COVID procedures that we could honestly spend a whole podcast on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the NIL, the NIL, name, image, likeness, uh, that's going to be a long-term discussion. I think the short-term discussion uh, is COVID. I think the newsy thing that he came out with is that six of the 14 schools have reached 80% vaccination mm-hmm. in their rosters. So that means that if you do the math, eight of the 14 have not um, he says that number needs to grow and grow rapidly because you're, you're in a position and, you know, who knows where COVID's going to be, uh, down the line, even you know, a week from now with the Delta variant and, and all that's happening. But, you know, only about a month ago, NC State was playing for a college world series in baseball and had to forfeit a semifinal game, semifinal series, because several on their team were tested positive. So really? Yeah, it's uh, – it's I think it's – each day that goes by, I think it's going to be an issue. Like, it's mm-hmm. something that uh, is not going to go away. And I think that Greg Sankey spoke to some of the questions were, like, are there going to be delayed games? And he basically said, you know, if you can't meet your roster minimums, mm-hmm. basically, if you don't have, like, X number of offensive linemen to play or X number of wide receivers or whatever – then you're going to forfeit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, logically, you would think that as teams try to get to that 80% mark, uh, that that would be an incentive to get there uh, if they're not at 80%. I do know, and I read today, that Georgia is one of the six teams that have reached 80%. Well,
1: that's good. That makes me feel good. What about Kentucky? They are not. Okay. Well, you know. One one of the questions I had, and you can tell me if we need to talk about this another day, is I don't really know the difference between the SEC and NCAA. Like, who rules who? Is it like state and federal?
0: Yeah. It's so... Technically, the NCAA is the organization that oversees, in essence, the Mm day-to-day and the conferences, all the teams that are joining the conference have to abide by the rules the NCAA sets. Mm -hmm. So, and one of those, the big section, the part of those rules were the amateurism rules that NIL has basically blown a hole in. Right, so that was
1: from NCAA.
0: Right, so... So
1: SEC is like, we have to just deal with this now, even if that that wasn't our decision. Right. NIL stuff. Right right, 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 right,
0: So in college football, the conferences have a lot more power than they do in all the other sports because with the NCAA, they exist. The, the NCAA makes no money from college football. Mm-hmm. Like the bowl games do not go. The bowl games are independent entities. The college football playoff is a self-functioning thing. Right. And the the reason that the NCAA can function is is the NCAA tournament.
1: The basketball?
0: Right. Oh, okay. That's the only way that they make the money needed to conduct all the other championships and deal with all the other things that they do. Oh, okay. Uh, so what has started the discussions? So, okay. Go ahead.
1: Why didn't they do the college football playoff?
0: Who the NCAA? Yeah. Because they never they never even had the power of like the BCS. That was all that was all separate. Oh, like okay. the NCAAs never had that sovereignty over football because the bowls were like when the bowl, even pre-BCS, uh-huh. the bowls were independent entities that would invite the teams. The NCAA never had a tournament or anything to invite the teams but to. But
1: why didn't they do that if they make so much money in the bowls had basketball? Because the bowls
0: had the power.
1: Oh, okay. The, the bowls
0: were not going to cede that power away.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Right.
0: So that's where, you know, the discussions are now having Greg Sankey's basically coming on and saying that, and this is echoed by what the NCAA had said last week, is that you basically are looking at a decentralization of power to where the conferences are going to become a lot more powerful, and that's going to leave the NCAA in a position of like extreme irrelevance. Mm-hmm. So it is very likely that five, ten years from now, college football, in terms of its structure, looks wildly different. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the college football playoff is coming, and I think its plans of incorporating the group of five which are the lower conferences, right. Sunbelt, American, etc. cetera. Uh, that's going to, I think, sustain their inclusion. Because before that, it's very possible that these big five conferences would be like, Deuce, mm-hmm. is that a proper term there? I guess it's I don't deuces. I don't, um, yeah, you we weren't just, listening to me. So. No,
1: I was. I was just <laughs> saying we like didn't know who Diplo was last time, and I don't really know if I'm the right person to judge you. But.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that's where like this there there's so many moving parts and nil is like the thing that's going to shake the foundations but enough on that uh so greg sankey you know talks through these things and there's a lot more we could go into with that and, and those will come out another day but i thought the covid vaccination rates and then uh kind of the talking about like where we need to go with the ncaa he didn't really say here's the plan he's saying like you know, mm-hmm. here's what's coming. And right. now the conferences have to figure out what, what to do, uh, what best to do. Right. So then we have um, a little break and then this is kind of interesting is when Greg Sankey will come up and he'll introduce the coach. So the first coach up was Dan Mullen. Right. Uh, for Florida. It's so interesting because when he says and here's Coach Mullen or whatever and he's walking onto the stage, there's no applause. Like the media are the oh, only ones right. there in the crowd and they if I think appropriately, they don't clap.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like a press conference, right? They don't clap in press conferences. Right, but
0: like, it's such a weird dynamic because I feel like in every other scene or a scenario like that, mm-hmm. you introduce someone, there's always going to be applause. Yeah. And can you think of like another arena in which that would happen?
1: A press conference. Like the White House press briefs.
0: Well, no, I watched enough West Wing to know that they clap a lot of that. <laughs>
1: okay, only in West Wing world. Do and they, and clap. they are so kind. You, is there music like really yes. inspirational music? Na, <laughs> okay, okay na, I'm gonna na. stop me now. Um, well, I mean, outside of sports, I guess you know, and press briefs. I don't think there is because you're always going to have fans.
0: So, what do you think about Dan Mullen? Um,
1: uh, you know, I like I like Dan Mullen. I do, you know. He, you know, we were talking a couple weeks ago about like these big um, uh, staples, uh, coaching staples of the SEC, and we talked Nick Saban. Um, we you threw in Urban Meyer, and who was the other one? You said Spurrier. Spurrier, sorry, that's what we were talking about. Um, you know, who's coached two teams really, really well? Yeah. Can Dan Mullen be in that conversation? Sure, yeah. Because where did he t- coach before? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. And he so. had
0: them in, at number one in the country for most of 2014. There you go. Which still boggles the mind to think about.
1: So, yeah, Dan Mullen, I, I like him. I like watching him talk. He's fun. Um, he had some fun shoes, some fun socks today. Um, so, he, he's a good one to start off with.
0: Yeah, a couple of years ago, he came to a press conference dressed as Darth Vader. And I think it wasn't random. I think there was something. I can't remember the story to go along with that. But that happened. Oh. So he gets a question today from a reporter saying, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, or Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And he's like, his quote was, you can go so many directions with the Star Wars question. And they went off and talked about someone else, something else. Like, he went way down in my book. Well, you can't even name like Uh, one Star Wars. Can you do that right now? Just give me like any Star Wars movie. A New Hope. You would have passed the test, right? A New Hope, and and that's like that's like no one ever even calls it a New Hope. So I'm impressed with your knowledge there. Thank you. Thank you. But Dan Mullen just totally dropped the ball.
1: Well, or he intentionally did that, and he wanted to no, just talk about football. Yeah,
0: but th- This is where you show your personality, yeah. right? This is where you And win. it wouldn't have taken that long. Yeah. Or maybe so, he was just
1: worried that he was going to go too far.
0: He probably would have said something like...
1: He would be like, let's talk about it and have a debate. No, he
0: would have said the Phantom Menace, and then everyone <laughs> would have just... Then all like the Georgia fans would have dressed up as Jar Jar Binks in the stadium yeah. uh, this year in I uh, had Jacksonville like the
1: Hayden Christensen rat tail. That's what I would have done. It's kind of Florida ish, right? With the jorts and a uh, little rat tail. Your
0: words, not mine. <laughs> he <laughs> also made a reference to a quote from one Jurgen Klopp, which I'm sure all of you sec fans know who that is, right?
1: Well, I do, but not through my sec life. So Jurgen, Klopp.
0: it sounds like a very, first of all, it sounds very much like an SEC name, right? I mean, Klopp? You're going to see a lot of Jurgen Klopps running yeah, through that's Alabama, true. Uh, but he's the uh, manager of Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club,
1: which is um, I am a supporter of.
0: Oh, that's that's actually true. So I
1: do I love Jurgen Klopp, and he's a character in himself. Yes. So
0: very true. Uh, one of my other favorite parts of that, uh, the Dan Mullen uh questioning is there was a uh, uh a question uh, basically it's it, it just said what's the biggest reason your defense never figured it out last year <laughs> and that was the whole question <laughs> gosh <laughs> and now is that like do you like that line of questioning to make like an assumption in the question because mullen talked about how and he made a good point about how kyle trask kyle pitts that offense was so dominant mm-hmm. that the defense really couldn't like get the full rest yeah i mean if that's
1: if that's the story like our defense that florida's defense was not anywhere near their offense then yeah ask the question that way that's what the story is i like it
0: yeah uh he also one last thing sec network threw up some like random facts about each coach and it said that he dresses as a griswold at christmas parties I, I That fits well. And that kind of segues us into a new special you're going to bring us this right. week. Right.
1: So as you were like taking nice, nice notes on what they were saying, I was spending the entire time trying to cast these people in the TV, made for TV movie that will eventually be about them. And let me say, so for Dan Mullen, I thought about Cousin Eddie.
0: Uh, Randy Quaid, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like
1: I was like, it's Cousin Eddie, and then like I saw that on Twitter, and I saw that that's been a thing. And yeah. he like acknowledges it. Yeah, that yeah. he like resembles him. So hey, I was like, he totally oh, does. I don't know. It's kind of like um, cool because I like thought of it before I knew that it was like a thing. So is was,
0: is Randy Quaid's best role in Christmas Vacation or Independence Day? Um, there is a correct answer.
1: I have never seen Independence Day in one sitting. Did you know that?
0: There's so many feelings (laughs) I have right now. So much disappointment.
1: And the only reason I've seen... So
0: all those one-liners that I throw from Independence Day, just in casual conversation, you don't pick up on those?
1: (laughs) Gosh, no. I didn't (sighs) know you did that. Gosh,
0: I could have been at a barbecue.
1: Yeah, so disappointing. See, I don't know. So I'm going to say Cousin Eddie because the only reason I've seen that one is because of you so, numerous times. So what
0: is he... Uh...
1: So I want to pick someone else besides Cousin Eddie okay. since that's like...
0: Everyone knows everyone that. Everyone knows that. Right.
1: So I'm going to cast him, and you're welcome, Mrs. Mullen. I'm going to cast him as Matt Damon. <laughs> you see it? I can <laughs> see it. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it was a stretch, okay, but it really is Randy Quaid. But yeah. I'm going to give Miss Mullen the... Like, so are we talking your like husband is Goodwill
0: Matt Honey, Matt Damon, no, the no, Marsha no, no. Matt Damon, like, Team America World Police, Matt Damon? I mean, wh- no, which 45 Matt Damon?
1: Forty-five-year-old suburban dad, that Matt Damon.
0: Which movie would that be? That
1: would be his life. So like, he needs to maybe beef up a little bit.
0: Okay. So, so like, do you? It have would be a,
1: an acting choice for him to play this role.
0: So okay, so that would be more of a. A current movie is it? Matt Damon is going to be in that movie, Stillwater. I have no idea. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you need to see. Is that the
1: the Floyd? Not Floyd.
0: It's the um, like the the guy from Oklahoma who goes to France to like rescue his daughter.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. That movie does not sound like <laughs> that is in my radar. Sounds like Taken. Actually. Yes, which is not in my radar.
0: Surely one of these coaches would remind you of Liam Neeson. Well, it's not probably, yet. It's probably our next one. I don't if know. I goes. have
1: some good ones for our next one. Okay. so go ahead, Coach O. Here's the
0: here's my here's my hot take about Coach O. Yeah, he doesn't really say anything interesting.
1: He really doesn't. He
0: just says it in a very Gosh, interesting. I could watch <laughs> him talk all day. I, well, could, I could listen to him talk. I don't know about watching him. There's not okay. Much.
1: Well, no, I mean it, it's a whole aura <laughs> that he has. It totally is. Yeah. So
0: if you like, if if you are like very not schooled to the SEC, Dan Mullen is. Ed. It, it Well, no, no, no. I was going back and kind of reframing. Oh, Dan, Dan, Dan Mullen, Mullen. is like, if Dan Mullen had a career that wasn't like, what type of looking person? I know we just did Matt Damon, but like what kind of job does a Dan Mullen looking person do?
1: Um, I I mean, he sells something. I you know he's a car salesman. I, he's yeah. I was and gonna it, say cars. I was gonna give him like maybe a leg up of s- selling something a little more professional, but okay. like car, a nice wow, car salesman. Shots
0: fired to car salesman. No, I, not I'm I apologize more, <laughs> to all not, you people working at the Lexus station.
1: I'm just okay. Go ahead. I'm not even gonna deign that one.
0: Oh, you're not gonna deign it. <laughs> <laughs> is that
1: what you say? It? That's not that's I, not right. I is think it is actually. Oh, I'm just okay. very
0: impressed. Um, what was that? Okay, so like ed orgeron looks like oh my gosh i don't even know he could be part televangelist mm. part mechanic part i don't know
1: no he is uh, there's a, so many there's so many ways there's he a job that has a name that i don't know the name of but it's where they like um you know like get the crawfish out of the the fisher like the crawfishermen. <laughs> That is him, he's and he's one of those people that's like sure. you see him, and you're like, oh my gosh, he looks really scary. But then he has such a nice smile. I he love. Is. He has. He looks like such a nice guy.
0: There's a uh, there's a, a video I saw recently of him running shirtless through LSU's campus. Yeah, I saw
1: that. <laughs> that's all you. That need. was one of the fun facts that they had was that he likes to run shirtless. Oh, fun. So, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you another alternate. Can I go ahead and go okay. to my casting yeah, yeah, of yeah. what he could be? Sure. A mob boss. 'Cause I casted him Robert De Niro. Yeah,
0: I think that's good. I think it's good.
1: Alternate if Robert can't do it. Right. Um, is William Shatner.
0: Ah. Uh, Old yes. William Shatner. Yeah, yeah. William- Out of work. Yeah. William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. Not quite it. well maybe
1: has to tan. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit more. <laughs>
0: that's right. Uh no, that's good. He's uh so Orgeron is is just a character um deep Cajun accent. I mean, us. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a drop. That was my impression yeah, no, just now. Um,
1: you got to cough, cough it out. A little well, it's after it's. That. I
0: have to clear it out a little bit. He really didn't say. I. You know, one thing I think was um, was interesting is, and it's an obviously an unfortunate situation. Is there's an ongoing FBI investigation into the LSU football program on campus about um, potential. Uh, sexual assaults that were not reported and i'm not going to begin to talk about the details because i don't know them well enough to speak to them but there was a question from a pretty well known journalist today at media days uh, pete thamel who's written for sports illustrated and some other pretty big publications nationally and he asked about it and <laughs> coach o was like as well, he should have said he would be like, "I can't talk about that." It's an ongoing investigation. At the end, he goes, "Thanks for asking." <laughs> what do you so, think about that? Do well, you think the, that
1: was like a genuine thing, or do you think that was like a thanks? No, for I think it was genuine. Okay, yeah, because I, took I it saw as genuine. some like tweets and stuff that they were like, "You could." field of venom and what oh, he said and so and i read before, that before i watched it right. and i watched it and i was like oh it seemed like he was just being like thanks for asking I don't yeah know. i didn't, I didn't take it people like are dumb. vitriolic. So. yeah
0: not at all i mean what, what's he gonna do there be like shut up you know yeah. it,
1: you gotta ask it
0: he also and, and this happened I, I don't remember it happening in in our next coaches conference um but i didn't watch that one as closely full disclosure um they asked uh, each coach about the COVID numbers mm-hmm. in their program, and both Mullen and Orgeron did not give a number. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was also the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a tell of saying, "No, we're not to that eighty percent number." But because we'll see, like in some of the schools tomorrow, I know, for instance, like we said, Georgia will go tomorrow, and they've been reported to have gotten there, uh, to have reached that that tally. So we'll see what Kirby says, but. Uh, I thought that was a appropriate response to not give a specific number.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah. All right, last but not least.
0: Uh, so we have Dan Mullen and Ed Orgeron, two staples, and we end the day with a new coach. That's uh, right. Shane Beamer, who is not new to the SEC. Uh, he coached at South Carolina when Spurrier was there, um, and he was hired from Oklahoma, I think, mm-hmm. as a coordinator. Uh, he comes to South Carolina to rescue a – sinking ship in in columbia uh that is struggling with georgia clemson florida all around them north carolina as well top 10 top 15 programs right now um people uh had high reviews for his energy and i thought he brought it in terms of like the genuine energy uh to show his passion for the the task ahead of him.
1: I mean, you know, he's a a young, pretty young coach. I don't know how old he is. Is he like late thirties, early forties, maybe. Um, and you know, for this, I think, is this his first head coaching job? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. first head coaching job, first sec media days. Um, I, I, I was thinking the whole time, like, gosh, I would be so nervous. Like how he did not see, he seemed very like at ease and like happy to be there, happy to talk about South Carolina. Like I was impressed Someone's got to. I mean, really, (laughs) someone has to. So he didn't look like he was being tortured to be there.
0: He was like very, he was very genuine without being obnoxious. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like that's a line sometimes you have to... Because they'd be like, I'm just so happy to be here. I mean, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell like it's an act. But it did seem like he was very genuine. Mm-hmm. Again, like Orgeron, he didn't really say, like there wasn't anything there like tangible. Mm-hmm. He, he more or less made a direct uh, a, a appeal to a player they're recruiting right now, a tight mm-hmm. end. Uh, he's talking about how much they're going to use the tight ends in their offense um the south carolina is crushing it in the recruiting cycle right now this summer doing extremely well and i think you can see it's part of his energy there so yeah. i think if you're a south carolina fan you have to be th- thrilled with what you saw today mm-hmm. because he he's really doing well and another thing that came out tonight there is a and maybe in our show notes uh, I'll, I'll link this there won't be many show notes because uh are i think we're going to come in under 53 minutes yeah, even though we've gone longer. Oh than no, I thought. have
1: a deep dive here. I'm just kidding. Okay,
0: sure. Um, but uh, there was a classic picture of Steve Spurrier at an Arby's close to Hoover or where the conference was. I think it would have been there. But anyway, uh, and this is a picture right here, like nice. a classic picture yes. of Spurrier. He's at the basically getting ketchup, and he's got the tie. Arby uh, sauce, not ketchup. Gosh. Well, is that I don't know. Let's zoom in here. Is that ketchup or Arby sauce? Can you tell?
1: Gosh. I, oh, you're right. It might Looks be ketchup. Like ketchup. I don't <laughs> know. It's behind the thing. Okay, okay we'll let's never just know. say that it's Arby's sauce. We'll have to talk to the be...
0: old ball coach to see what he's getting. But anyway, he's got the thumbs up. He's got the gray coat, uh, white shirt, a garnet. Is that their color? Yes. I think? Garnet, garnet tie, sunglasses on inside of an Arby's classic picture. An hour ago, South Carolina's football account recreated the picture uh, with Beamer. At the same Arby's uh, recreating that iconic Spurrier image.
1: That's awesome. I love it.
0: It's fantastic. It is. And I think that is the, the. and like we said, we'll link this. That's the best thing for the day. Yes. Uh, is this picture, because that's a picture of Spurrier I see often. One thing you'll note is over the like the 10 years or so that it, this has uh, passed, uh, it looks like Arby's changed from uh, Pepsi
1: to Coke. It's about time. Gosh. Yeah, I saw that. I, I saw that because I was like, oh, I hope he wasn't getting a Pepsi because I'm going to super judge Spurrier, but he wasn't. He was grabbing condiments. But yeah, so catch now up. we're Cope. Specifically. Well, I up. weren't debatable.
0: Okay. I also like uh, th- this picture of, of Beamer today. I think the two players he brought are just awkwardly sitting in the <laughs> yeah. back of the
1: <laughs> <laughs> They look like they're like a family <laughs> portrait. I love it's it. It's like
0: he's, he's brought his two children. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool yeah uh, so, okay you ready for my yes. casting Who do we okay got?
1: this one's hard okay this okay. one's tough so my initial gut one was um not an actor but jordan Spieth, the golfer
0: <laughs> okay sure you see it not at all oh my gosh
1: you gotta work with me here <laughs> they're not gonna be like let me, let me
0: let me look at it again let me look at it again
1: so uh, oh
0: i actually do see okay, that, that that picture. was my first initial but yes. i was like
1: jordan speith I've watched him play golf enough, and I've seen him in enough interviews. He would be a terrible actor. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, he yeah. just would. Like, just stick I'll to look, golf. Like, I really like him. But we need to do
0: a golf podcast, too. No, so we stop it. Oh, so I'm much not fun. doing a golf. I would love to. Jordan I sleep so through fun.
1: all of the golf games. Oh, okay. okay. I just, golf okay. matches and tournaments. I know. <laughs> <laughs> disappointing All right, so it's, it's a tie. I'll let you pick. Okay. Okay, because it's between Josh Dumel. Do you remember Josh Duhamel? I I know the name. Okay. And Josh Dallas. Now, you know Josh Dallas. From
0: that classic show, Manifest.
1: (laughs) That we tried to watch on Netflix.
0: Listen, guys. Manifest. Hey, set them free. That's all I got to say. Set them free. That's all I got to say. Y'all don't watch Manifest, Uh, but this is not a pop culture podcast. I could see, uh, yeah... I don't know it's like he's got a very square chin well,
1: you can't, you're using the spurrier picture as your <laughs> marker, I am as the
0: judge <laughs> as
1: the judge he has big glasses on anyways y'all can y'all can. if there's better casting I would honestly love to hear it so please let us know because I think mine's actually pretty good I can't
0: wait for tomorrow Kirby Smart's head is like an Osborne head I yes. don't know, we've talked about this before like yes. it's kind of a squat big fat head that's yeah. the that Osborne classic so he might be my cousin Who knows? Who knows? Uh, But no, uh, that is. uh, We'll continue that tomorrow. It's a fun game to cast these coaches. Now tomorrow, um, we have. Do you have it on you? Like who's going? No, I mean
1: I know it's Georgia.
0: So I do know that tomorrow is Georgia, Kentucky, and Ole Miss.
1: You think there's somebody else? And I
0: want to say Tennessee is the other team. There's definitely four teams tomorrow. I
1: think it's a new coach. I think it's Tennessee. So okay. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. Okay, let's let's go with that. No, we have to know. Okay, well, I'm looking it up, and I'm just slow on the fingers. Okay,
0: (laughs) Georgia, (laughs) Georgia,
1: Tennessee, Kentucky, and Old Mass in that order. So Georgia starts off at (laughs) ten, and and then Josh Heupel, Mark Stoops, and then Lane Kiffin finishes up at three fifty. It's a solid group. Kirby's
0: Kirby's kind of boring. Yeah, honestly, honestly, Mark Stoops is also kind of boring uh, I don't get the sense he's that exciting. Mm-hmm. However.
1: Yeah. But then we got lane. That's why they threw him in. Cause they're like, be, people are going to be snoozing on Tuesday. That'll be,
0: that'll be fun. Uh, so it'll be a good day. You know, a lot of people are saying that the most exciting coach in terms of delivering like good lines is Eli Jer- Drinkwitz.
1: Oh, good. Well, he's not till Thursday. That's
0: right. We'll close with him. And then who's at Arkansas, Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: uh, Brian, uh, Harsin. Brian,
0: Harson Auburn, Bama's on Wednesday. And we'll be back with you, hopefully, after every day. I think our target for this was like 15 minutes, and it's We been got 30. 30. Uh, Listen, that's good. We're under 54. I know. This is amazing. It's a good time. Uh, So, yeah, we'll come back uh, tomorrow and kind of check in again to see uh, what the uh, four coaches that go tomorrow had to say, and we'll get our castings into our uh, uh, fraternity of actors and uh, see where we go from there.
1: All right. You, you say the thing. Oh, that's That's right. I closed. I thought
0: maybe if you had anything else. No, I don't have anything else.
1: Okay. I guess I'll close. I want to watch The Bachelorette.
0: All right. Let's do it. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC.
1: Bye.